Hi, I'm Fred Schonenberg, and thank you for joining me on the Venture Fuel podcast. At Venture Fuel, we help companies find new solutions by partnering with the best startups from around the world. On the show, you'll learn the secrets of business leaders who tap into startups and the founders driving extraordinary results. We'll consider new ideas, stretch our mindsets beyond the status quo, and in the process, discover how to leap the competition and fuel personal growth. On today's show, we have Antonia Dean, Director of Startup Pipeline Diversity for Comcast NBC Universal's Startup Engagement Team, as well as the co-founder and chairman of Solo Funds, Rodney Williams, and co-founder of Honeycomb Credit, George Cook. Solo Funds and Honeycomb Credit both received investments as part of Comcast NBC Universal's recent liftoff financial impact challenge. So during the COVID-19 pandemic, small businesses were hit hard. Businesses owned by women, Black, Hispanic, and Latino, and Indigenous people were disproportionately affected. According to Small Business Majority, many underrepresented small business owners were in financially precarious positions even before COVID. And in 2020 alone, 41% of Black businesses, 32% of Latino businesses, and 30% of women-owned businesses closed. For those that did survive, over 80% note that they are now experiencing financial challenges. So amid this financial instability and lack of cash flow, operating expenses have become the top financial challenge for these small businesses, followed by making payments on debt, paying rent, purchasing inventory, and credit availability. And you guys, small businesses aren't just part of our economy, they are our economy. Small businesses employ 47.3% of the private workforce and account for 64.9% of net new jobs in the U.S. So the success of underserved communities depends on the success of locally owned small businesses and support from those communities. Today, we're going to learn how Comcast and these two inventive startups are working to solve the systematic challenge with new solutions. So let's get after it. Welcome to the show, Antonia. It's so good to see you. It's good to see you, Fred. So can we start off? I gave a little bit of an intro there, but can you explain what Comcast NBC Universal Lift Labs is and what a liftoff is? Yeah, for sure. So first I'll start with kind of our team. So I'm on the startup engagement team. And so at Comcast, our team canvases the world for the most innovative founders and early stage companies, primarily focused in connectivity, media, entertainment, sports, and technology. And as you mentioned in the intro, we're really looking for companies in those spaces that can enhance the products and services that our family of companies provide. So that's Comcast, that's NBC Universal, and that's Sky. So Lift Labs is part of the startup engagement team. And within Lift Labs, our job is really to connect those promising connectivity, media, and entertainment startups with experts inside our company for business development and product innovation. So specifically thinking about the financial impact challenge, what was the objective of that? And, and you know, when I think Comcast, my first thought doesn't go to, to fintech. So I'd love you just kind of level set on, on how this came to be. So we put out this liftoff challenge and we were specifically looking for early to mid-stage fintech startups that are developing innovative solutions that would help lift underrepresented communities, particularly solutions that would help entrepreneurs and business owners from those communities maintain credit, access capital, and build overall wealth. And so while fintech is not a thing that 
people think of when they think of Comcast. Certainly being um, a positive actor in our communities and helping to support small business owners and entrepreneurs is a thing that we care a lot about. And so we saw the connections there between the kinds of fintech companies that we were looking for and the goals we have as a company overall. So we were specifically looking at, for this challenge, we were looking for startups with action-oriented solutions. So not just education or awareness building, but true actions that an individual or business owner could take that would help mitigate the impact of some of the larger systemic challenges they may face when trying to navigate our traditional financial services industry. With that, it's a perfect sort of segue to introduce both George and Rodney. So George, I'm going to start with you. First off, congratulations on, on the investment. But can you tell us the Honeycomb founder story and, and what problem you specifically are, are trying to solve? Yeah, absolutely. And, and thanks for having me on, Fred. So my background is actually in community banking. My family's been running a small community bank in rural Appalachia for 130 years. And so I grew up in the family business. I spent a lot of time thinking about community capital and what that means for Main Street small businesses. Ultimately, I spent most of my career doing kind of big data credit analytics and was consulting a lot of larger financial institutions. And through that experience, I saw that there was a really rapid consolidation within the banking industry. Uh, we actually lose about one community bank every other day in the United States right now. And it turns out that historically, community banks were the primary source of capital for these main street businesses that are so impactful in the communities that they serve. But as that consolidation has been happening, the amount of capital flowing to small businesses has, has been decreasing. And so my co-founder and I put our heads together and said, how can we rebuild the community banking model in a tech-enabled 21st century way? And what we've done is, is build Honeycomb. And that's a loan crowdfunding website where locally owned independent small businesses can borrow fair capital directly from their own customers, fans, and community members. So the look and feel is kind of like a Kickstarter or an Indiegogo, but instead of donating 100 bucks, you're actually investing. You're participating in the financial success of a local small business, unlocking the growth potential of those entrepreneurs, of those businesses, while at the same time creating this whole new community wealth building mechanism where people in the neighborhood can build wealth side by side with the businesses in their neighborhood. So Rodney, on, on your side, first, congratulations on the investment as well. But what does solo funds do and, and what problems are you, are you solving in the marketplace? Yeah, so um, our story kind of starts uh, with myself and my co-founder having a shared experience. Uh, it was a personal experience, but it was really an intimate experience around our friends and family needing access to um, small dollar loans. And these loans were everything from $50 for gas or a few hundred dollars to, to pay a utility bill. After you know, some research, it became pretty apparent that this wasn't just a problem amongst our friends and family. This was a much larger problem across the United States, where most Americans actually live in really, really tight budgets and can't really afford unplanned expenses. I think the actual stat is 61% can't afford a $1,000 emergency. With that in mind, we wanted to figure out how could we create something that was a bit more equitable, that gave back the autonomy to, to the borrowers. If you've ever had to borrow money from a friend or a family member, it's one of those awkward moments that causes a lot of uh, personal turmoil. But also, if you've ever been into a payday loan establishment, that's also doesn't make you feel too great as well. So 
you know, with Solo, we created a marketplace where borrowers select all of their own terms. The equity is now in their hands. They choose how much they're ultimately going to pay, the duration, even the reason why they need the capital. And then on the other side, instead of it being another institution, it's actually members of that community, individuals like you and I, who may scroll that marketplace and decide who to, to fund based on that reason or, or, or based on other characteristics that we can share. So kind of removing the entire um, like infrastructure uh, that would be all in place when someone needs it. You know, we're providing capital and on average in 26 minutes from sign up to funds in your account. That was a core goal for us. If you've ever been on the side of the street with a, bl- a flat tire, we wanted someone to be able to find us, get money in your bank account before the tow truck would arrive. I love how both of you are approaching similar problems in unique and different ways, but with that same sort of like the community is there to rally around folks. It's just such a, it's a positive way to look at the world and, and to help help people and kind of taking away some of the traditional barriers. Antonia, I'd love to kind of flip over to you and what you saw in, in both of these companies, what was most interesting, as well as sort of Comcast overall, because I know a lot of people were, were involved in this process. I'm uh, just curious about these two organizations, what jumped? Yeah, so I think what intrigued me and, and kind of the rest of our investment committee on this one was that both of these companies are taking really novel approaches to what have been legacy challenges and honestly challenges that are often overlooked. Many times when you talk about fintech, you know, the story is around new ways to invest or new investment vehicles or new currencies even. It's always, you know, cutting edge, bleeding edge technology. And often folks, what happens is folks that are already currently underserved by the solutions we have remain even more underserved as these new bleeding edge technologies build on them. And so what we really liked about both solo funds and Honeycomb was looking at a, a problem that has actually existed for a really long time and how do we leverage technology to be able to address them. And the, the point I also want to make there is that while the balance of how these things are often covered can be focused on that cutting edge, the majority of consumers are closer to the folks that need a solo fund, that need Honeycomb credit. As Rodney just said, 61% of folks can't afford a $1,000 emergency. So it's not just that this is a good thing for the world, which it is. It's also really good business because what that means is there's a huge untapped market of folks who are making do with poorer solutions. And when you offer a better solution and a better experience, you are just going to have that much more of a competitive edge. I love it. I mean, I think it's it's almost the you know the democratization of fintech and and technology advancements uh, to help everyone, which is so unique. I, I'm curious for each of you, sort of what happens next. So you have this uh, partner and in investment uh, that has happened. So where where do your companies go from here? Uh, and Rodney, maybe I'll, I'll start with you on you know what is next for your organization and and how do you intend to grow. Well, definitely. You know, I think coming out of the, the challenge, we, we became the, the first Black-owned fintech that's a benefit corporation, a B Corp. It was really important for us to solidify our purpose there. But I, I think that also, why are we the first, right? And I think when you think about products designed for markets like this, we shouldn't be. But with that said, I think it's our duty to broaden the group of services that we can offer and really take an approach with the community at the forefront of that approach. And I think that's ultimately where we're heading. So when you think about our marketplace for access to capital, we're really going to start offering other banking services, but banking services that leverage all of the 
trust and engagement that we have garnered by offering that initial, you know, access to capital when they need it the most. You know, so we're very, very excited about that. That includes everything that you would think of that you would get from a traditional bank, but it's going to have an entirely new spin on it with the community first. Excellent. So George, what about you? Where, where, where does this go for you? Yeah, well, one of the things that we've done since the competition is actually launch a product that allows foundations and investors to start investing side by side with local retail investors in the community. Hmm. We recognize that there's a lot of people that are in low to moderate income communities that might not have the rich uncle, that might not be able to tap into a wealthy network that they already have. And so rolling this product out allows us to still get that signal, still get the buy-in from the community, get everyday people to participate small amounts of money into investing in local small businesses. But then we can top that off with money from impact investors, from foundations, from people who intrinsically understand the value that these small businesses have in the communities. And so we're going to keep rolling that product out. We're going to sign up a whole bunch of new foundations across the country and create these matching fund programs that will allow us to, to serve a broader geographic base, but also a broader demographic of small businesses to make sure that they can successfully take advantage of crowdfunding to fund their growth. Antonio, on the, the Comcast side, what, what happens now? How, how are you all thinking about the space? How are you engaging with the, these two founders? Where, where does it go from here? Yeah, so I think it's the only place to go from here is up. I think uh, Solo Funds and Honeycomb Credit both have just such brilliant trajectories ahead of them, which is why we were you know, excited to, to meet both Rodney and George and, and to have the opportunity to invest you know, pretty early in what I think is going to be a long, successful story. So we look forward to being investors, supporters, and, and helping them on those journeys as much as we can. I think additionally, what we learned from this challenge and what we've seen is that we can have success and find great investments in the space if we shift our focus within the vertical a little bit and look where other folks are not looking or are not paying as close attention. And I think particularly with the number of communities where we do business and the customers that we serve, we're able to see where those folks may be underserved by the mainstream solutions and go after you know the other companies that are, like I said, creating those novel solutions to legacy problems um, and, and helping to bridge the gap between what exists in the mainstream and how many folks are forced to navigate a, a given industry. I'm pausing here because I actually wrote down novel solutions to, to legacy problems. Like that's like the greatest uh, catchphrase I've heard in a long time for this, right? Like it's, it's you thinking can have about- it. That one's yours, George. Take it. Oh, do you have no idea how often you're going to hear me say that <laughs> moving forward? <laughs> Uh, we're going to have to edit this out so people don't hear me uh, plagiarizing you everywhere I go. What I would love from you, Rodney, is, is to understand where should people go to learn more about your business uh, and what you all are building? Yeah, uh, solofunds.com. We're live on the App Store as well as the Google Play Store. You can also be a lender. You, you know, I know we talk about the borrower, but you can either make an impact or if you're in need, you know, you don't have to have that awkward conversation with a friend anymore. You can reach out to the solo community. Love it. And George, what about you? You can find us at honeycombcredit.com. And again, you similar to Rodney, you can, you can sign up to invest in small businesses right there and, and check out in less than a minute. You can also, if you're a small business owner looking to grow, sign up to go through the process and, and learn about building a campaign page. And of course, if you run a foundation or, or, or an impact investor looking to, to have an impact, let's have a conversation. Love it. 
And Antonia, on your side, where should people go to learn more about Lift Labs? And can you tease any future challenges uh, that are coming up uh, that where Comcast is engaging? Absolutely. So the first, uh, the first answer is anyone looking to learn more about what we're working on can go to lift.comcast.com. And there you can see news about our accelerators, any current or coming um, liftoff challenges, and certainly sign up for our newsletter. We've got a number of things that are just about to kick off. So Fred, if you'll allow me, I have a, a number of points I want to make on this one. So first, we have two accelerators. So our sports tech accelerator, which is really focused on the future of sports technology, um, that second class is actually kicking off later this month in February. So we'll be super excited to meet those companies, see what they're working on. And our Lift Labs accelerator this year is going to be focused on interactive immersive experiences, connected life, and smart enterprise. The applications for that accelerator will open March 1st. This will be our fifth class for the Comcast NBC Universal Lift Labs Accelerator, which is powered by Techstars. So if there are any early stage founders that think they may benefit from an accelerator experience, certainly encourage you to take a look at both of those programs and apply if and where there is a fit. And then next, our liftoff framework. So this is how we came to meet George and Rodney and make these awesome investments in their companies. But this is essentially allows us to connect enterprise-ready startups in with Comcast, either for investment, as in this case, or also for a commercial deal, such as pilot or proof-of-concept tests, where we can find new vendors and partners to work with. And essentially, the way our liftoff framework works is we come up with a challenge, we have a challenge statement, and we put out a public call inviting founders and startups to apply. So I would super encourage anyone to sign up at lift.comcast.com so you can hear about the challenges that are coming. And if you meet one, if you're working on a novel solution to a legacy problem that falls within those challenge statements, please definitely apply because we would love to meet you. And lastly, we produce an amazing docu-series called Founding in Color about what it takes to succeed as a Black or Latinx founder in America today. If you haven't already seen it, you can stream it anytime on Peacock or on Xfinity's Black Experience channel. You can just say Founding in Color into your voice remote. I love all that you all are doing in this space. Uh, I know how much went into thinking through the structure of this. Originally, talking to so many different entrepreneurs and founders to get this right, as well as how you engage the entire Comcast ecosystem from EVPs on down uh, to folks that are executing the programs. It's just, it, it's such a unique program uh, that you all have built with all these different access points for startups and for the business to engage. It's, it's really a pleasure uh, to, get, to work with you all on that. And uh, it was a pleasure to have all of you all on today. Thank you for your time. And most importantly, for all you're doing to spark change. So thanks so much. Thanks so much for joining us today. I encourage you to go check out each of the websites of these great companies. And also go to LinkedIn, check out at Venture Fuel. We have an event on February 24th from 12 to 1 p.m. Eastern time. It's part of our What's Next Now series, and it's all around the future of fintech. So if you love this subject, this will be a great live event. We would love for you to join. It's free. Uh, you can ask all sorts of questions there. And of course, we'd love for you to follow us on LinkedIn and feel free to write a review or share this episode with anyone you think might enjoy it. Thanks so much for joining us.